Welcome to Parenting Today's Teens, a daily podcast that provides stories, insights, and wisdom to help you gain a deeper relationship with your teen. I receive hundreds of questions, and this is one that always comes up. And it and it's from a mom who says, I have three sons, 16, 13, and 9, and one of my sons recently turned 16, and after hearing on your podcast that they should be taking more responsibility and ownership of their phones, I turned off his limits. Okay, I didn't tell you to turn off your limits. But I I said, please let them develop more responsibility. And she said, I will keep an eye on it, but it was his responsibility to monitor his screen time. Just as a background, this is also a hot button in my mind. She goes, I'm really struggling with this. I know the world we live in, but I, but I feel like the phone and the iPad can become so addicting. But my question, my son was using from 6 to 11 hours a day, and he doesn't think it's a problem. I do. I told him that if it continued this way, I would have to set limits back on his phone, and he disagrees. And the other issue is that his younger brothers are also witnessing these arguments regularly. So uh, then when I tell him to turn off their screens, it becomes an argument. Well, you let him do blah, 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 blah. I mean, this is a um, question, basically, that parents are asking everywhere. Um and this lady, bless her heart, says, any thoughts you might have would be greatly appreciated. I've got to tell you, she's written me twice going, when are you going to answer my question? <laughs> so I know she's right in the throes of, of having to deal with this. And, and so it is important. Let me, let me share with you some ideas and thoughts that I think that might be helpful. And, and I want to go back to a couple of things. I do believe that we ought to be spending time helping our kids develop independence, uh, move to a point where they're establishing boundaries and and um, uh, taking responsibility and and give them the opportunity to make good decisions. I, I I understand that. That's what I want to do. And so this phone comes along, and it challenges just about everything that we know because it entertains, it connects, uh, it connects you know our kids with other kids, and and there's a sense of curiosity, mystery and an opportunity to learn that is intriguing, and so it's pulling our kids in. You remember the uh, old Atari, which was, they came out with Pong years ago. Atari means this, you're about to be engulfed. And that was with a little game called Pong, where you just hit a ball back and forth. Now think about the difference now, how kids get so intrigued, especially our young men. Um, get so intrigued with playing games and such because they're visually stimulated. They're made that way. So it's easy to be consumed. It's designed that way. And I'll tell you this, it's never ending. It's not like you're going to get to the point where you go, I, I just got to the end of the internet. I have seen everything there is. You will always have that challenge of not knowing everything because it is never ending. And so there's a part of it where I, I tell people all the time, but you, we get this idea that we just hope the phone will go away. Well, it's not going to go away. I mean, let's be real. It's going to be around for a long time. Matter of fact, newer, newer and newer ways are going to come about. And, and so this is the first place that I would go with this um, 
with this mom who's struggling with a 16, 13, and 9-year-old, trying to figure out, okay, what are the differences between everybody? I'm going to give you kind of a list of what I think is appropriate uh, from 8 to 10 to 10 to 12, 12 to 14, 14 to 16, 16 to 18. Those, all those different age groups, what you allow and what you don't allow and how much you monitor and stuff. I'll tell you that in just a minute. But here's some things that I think are important. Ask yourself the question, who's paying for the phone? Who's paying for the phone? I know that if I pay for my child's college education, then I have the opportunity to say some things and to have input into their life. And if they don't do it, then I'm not going to pay for it. And so I would suggest this at the very beginning that every family and you can and you can take this and use it in any way you can. But it's kind of an outline, I would say. But at age 14, that you tell them, look, I'll continue to pay for your phone because most kids can't and don't have the money to pay for a phone up until 14. But at 14, they can mow yards, they can throw uh, papers, if you will, whatever. They can distribute things. They can clean up parking lots. They can pull weeds for neighbors. They can they can do things that that will take their time. As, as I mentioned, I used to throw papers. Well, nobody throws papers anymore. But there are jobs like that that you can do at the neighborhood pool or a country club or where you're cleaning up trash or something at age 14. And so what you do is you, you say very simply this, I'll continue to pay for the phone as long as, and this is to a son, remember we're talking to a lady that's got a 16, 13, and 9-year-old, as long as you stay away from porn, as long as you stay away from inappropriate content and you follow the rules of the home. That's it. Now, now hear this, and I want you to understand this. You've got to set external boundaries until the internal boundaries are developed. And so when this lady wrote and she said, well, I heard that, Mark, that you said that he needs to take more responsibility, so I turned off his limits. I'm, I'm not saying turn off his limits. I'm saying that the goal is to make sure that he's developing internal boundaries, and you don't turn off all of them yet. You get him to a point where you will turn it off, but you don't. You, you just don't let it be a carte blanche uh, mentality that you can do whatever you want with this phone. I'm not. I'm not saying that at all. It's got to be with the intent of developing responsibility. Okay, here's the second part. Just as this external boundaries and internal boundaries being developed is important. Here's the other thing that's important. Outside the fo- outside the phone, I would tell you that you need to meet weekly with your child just to establish a relationship and keep the relationship going. And what that gives you the opportunity to do is to have a forum or a place that you can sit and talk about the things that are bothering you and the things that are bothering him and where conflicts come up and how you can resolve those conflicts. So it doesn't have to have to be done in front of your other kids that you sit down and you go, we're just going to, we're going to talk about this stuff, you know, and, and it's, it's, it's almost that we're going to, uh, we're going to look at all the stuff that, that we need to talk about. We're going to speak to the elephant in the room where we're, it's just going to be a place that we can talk about things. And the resolve, me sitting across from a child having a cup of coffee or eating ice cream or frozen yogurt or having dinner or a lunch or go eating breakfast the time that I spend there is going to keep me from having to do that in front of my kids. Now, somebody says, well, what are the house rules? Here are the house rules. 
But, you know, I go into airports all the time, and there are cell-free zones in airports. I walk into uh, different airports, and, and you go in and sit down in a place, and it says, this is a cell-free zone. You don't get to use your phone here. It's a quiet place. I would say that, that mom and dad, what you need to do is develop some house rules. Uh, we're pioneer parents when it comes to trying to figure this thing out. Um, because this is what we did. When, when they were young, we gave them iPads, and we said, entertain yourself, so they didn't bother us when we were out to eat or uh, when we wanted a babysitter, and that babysat them and entertained them so we didn't have to, and it gave us a break. But what we've done is created a world where our kids now are dependent, if not addicted, to always being entertained all the time. And so part of it's our fault. But I, that's where I go. That's where we've got to kind of recalculate and and um, and uh, kind of restore some order, if you will, to something that's gone out of control. And so here are some house rules. That the dinner table is a cell-free zone or the kitchen is a cell-free zone. Or 10 to 6 are no-sell hours from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Phones are put up. And this is just house rules. You know, we have a, a rule at our home that our front door locks at midnight. I don't care whether it's grandkids, whether it's friends, whether it's my own kids coming to see us or people visiting us. Our door is locked at midnight. We close up. And, and I've always said that nothing good happens after midnight, but but I get up real early, like four thirty five o'clock. Jan sleeps in. I want her to be bothered, and and so we've got to close shop basically to make sure that everybody's getting the sleep that they need. Jan and I, and if people are coming in at two and three o'clock in the morning, they're waking us up, and so we just have said to everybody, "Here's one of the house rules. Here's the other rule that I would put put here as well." When we go out to eat, there's no cells at the table. And so what you're going back to is saying, I'll pay for your phone. When you're 14, I'll pay for your phone. If you stay away from porn, if you don't look at inappropriate content, and you follow the rules of the home. And all we're saying is here's the three rules. Now, it's based upon this that you're meeting with your child on a weekly basis to, to sit and spend time together and talk about issues and difficulties and struggles and hardships within your family, with who, I mean, whoever connects the best with the child, spend some time having that time. And it's also with the idea that, that you are wanting to develop internal boundaries so that you don't have to place external boundaries on him. And this is what I would do. And, and people hate the idea that I have that, that I think kids ought to get phones when they're eight years of, old, of age. And the, the reason I feel that is this. Um, I think the world has survived a long time without, without cell phones. Um, and it did well without the internet. Maybe a little bit better. <laughs> But there's a part of it I know that that if I can normalize the phone and make it where it's not the forbidden fruit, because the forbidden fruit quickly becomes the most attractive fruit, that if I can do that and have my child just rely on their phone as a, as a place to go to connect with people or to be entertained or whatever, and they are developing some internal boundaries, that they begin to realize that, that it's just a tool— to get you somewhere. You know, here, here's, here's the difference between a 15-year-old kid and myself. I know that if I choose to stay up and, 
and to scroll through um, YouTube or TikTok or Instagram or Facebook and spend all my time doing that, that it's going to affect me the next morning. And so I go, well, you know, I'm not going to be able to get up and go work out in the morning, so I better go to bed early. Okay, that's an internal boundary, so I'm going to put it up. I'm going to look at the clock and go, I need to go to bed because I've, I've got to work tomorrow. What will happen as your child develops more and more internal boundaries, they'll put two and two together and begin to realize the cause and effect of if I stay up really late till midnight, one o'clock, I'm not going to do real well at six o'clock, seven o'clock in the morning. So what a good mom and dad do is say, okay, because you don't have the internal boundaries, we're going to put up some external boundaries. And the external boundaries are, you're going to go to bed at 10 o'clock and and not have access to your phone so that you will get up at six or seven o'clock so you can make yourself go to school. So we don't have to have these rules for you. Now, that's the goal. That's the goal to get a child to the point where they are understanding that they control their lives and they've got to develop the responsibility to get out of bed in the morning, which means they've got to think backwards, if you will, and say, I've got to do things that allow me to, to go to bed early so I can get up early. Are you following me on that? Because this is really important. The goal is to help a child get to a place. It's not to restrict them. It's it's not to punish them. It is to say, I want you to develop these internal boundaries, you know, because if not, you're forcing me to be a policeman and I don't want to be the cell phone police. You know, the problem is that we have a young man who spends six to 11 hours on the phone and, and a mom's saying, you know, when he gets off, then he's mad at everybody else because he's not on the phone. Well, then he doesn't have the internal boundaries. He's not, he's not realizing how to, how to develop relationships and at the same time engage with people, which is important. And that's where you create these rules that say there needs to be some communication time, one-on-one, face-to-face, eyeball-to-eyeball, time that you're talking with one another, that you're sitting down across the table and having conversations That's the point of it. You want to develop both. And it's not that I think that the cell phone and the internet is so evil. I want it to be a tool that they can use because it can be a great opportunity for them to connect with people and to learn a lot. Are you following me so far? Okay. So my idea is to give kids phones at eight and nine years of age and make it, make it where it becomes something normal. And I I know this, that I can get a phone and I'm talking about a phone not access to the internet. And so at eight to 10, I would give them a phone, no access to the internet. And what they get to do is put together a small group of family and select friends that they can text and send pictures to, and they learn how to use the phone without the influence of the internet. And then when they're 10 years old, they can have the phone, limited internet, maybe. And then you enlarge that circle of friends or family members, because you want them to connect with other people. I want kids to connect with one another, you know, by any means possible, because if they don't have the opportunity to do that, they'll start acting out. And they usually do stupid things to act out to gain attention. Okay, at 12 and 14, you have a phone, you have the internet. Now, 8 to 10, I'm going to be checking that phone all the time. 
when they're 10 to 12 years old, I'm going to be checking that phone all the time. I'm going to be looking at their history. I'm going to see where they go. I'm going to see what sites they're looking at. I may even put something in my home that limits that and allows me to see it. And they understand it. I'm paying for it. So I'm going to see where you go and what you do. I don't want to invade your, uh, your privacy. So when you're 14, if you can follow the rules now, I'll still pay for your phone. But I don't owe you a phone. I mean, kids get this idea that mom and dad are supposed to provide a phone. I tell kids all the time, hey, hey, I don't owe you anything. I want to give you everything, but I don't owe you anything. And so from 12 to 14, they've got the phone, the internet, and, and you know, if they begin to violate things, they lose the phone. At 14 to 16, they have the phone, they, they uh, you know, I check occasionally. And then at 16 to 18, they have the phone, internet, unlimited access. And I tell them this, I'm not checking your phone anymore. This is up to you. But if something comes up, if I see something, if I pick up on something, if, if something begins to change, then I am going to start looking at things. So don't force me to do that. Be responsible. Take care of yourself. Use your head. Use those internal boundaries that you've corrected. I mean, that you've that, that you've developed, and 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 do it in such a way that that you're having fun with them. At the same time, you're encouraging them to become more and more independent. And what you're doing is establishing boundaries where they understand this is what happens when you know for the rules in the home. You're determining the consequences. If you violate the rules, what happens? Well, one, I, I'm not paying for it, so you're going to have to pay for it. And somebody goes, well, what, how am I going to get money to, to do that? Well, you might want to get a job. You know, there is something, and I, I won't spend a whole lot of time talking about it, but I, I think every kid needs to have a job. They learn about authority. They learn how to serve people. They learn the value of a dollar. They they know what it means to work. They're not lazy. They, it breaks a sense of entitlement where they're just constantly demanding, demanding from you. I mean, there's something about working that's important, and they begin to realize that the responsibility they have has a lot of things that come with it. To him whom much is given, much is required. And that's what you're doing, is you're requiring it. And why do you do that? Because that's the world they're going to go into. And you can spend your time trying to raise your kid to live in a zoo, or you can prepare them to survive in the jungle. But I want to prepare a child so they're not shocked about money and shocked about boundaries they need to develop, and they're not consumed or they become a 25-year-old clown on a couch that can't get out of bed and go work, and they're sitting at home at mommy and daddy's house at 25, not being able to function in the real world. Nobody wants that, and neither do they. And so this is the way to say, okay, we're going to establish boundaries. We're going to determine the consequences. My intent is to teach responsibility. I'm going to spend time in a relationship uh, outside of talking about the phone. It's not going to be us going to get coffee and sitting down and texting one another or going through and looking up what to buy from some store somewhere. Then maybe we leave the phones in the car and we actually talk and have conversation that we promote more independence because we want our child to become independent and we are giving them the opportunity to make good decisions. Now, will they blow it? Sure they will. They're adolescents. This is training. You've been teaching for 12 years. When they turn 12, now it's time to train them. So you give them the opportunity 
but you let the consequences be strong. I would tell a young man like this lady that's written me that if I say that I'm concerned about your phone usage and I want you to cut it back, if you're disrespectful to me, I'm not paying for the phone. Any disrespect and the phone's gone. Are you following me? Or you can come up with something else. Disrespect me about the phone, the car's gone. I'm not paying for car insurance. I would take it to this point. I'm not paying for your college. Now, I want any kid to drive a car, and I want every kid to have a phone, and I want everybody to go to school if they want to. But sometimes we, in our provision for our kids, it quickly moves to enabling And it's enabling the immaturity that we see in young people. The American Medical Association has increased the age of adolescence to age 27. The American Journal of Adolescent Psychiatry has increased it to age 26. I don't want my child to be some clown on a couch playing video games the rest of his life or so consumed with, you know, how they look on Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or YouTube that... They can't get on with life and function with somebody else. Nobody wants that, but neither do they. Now, I got it that if if a child becomes addicted, that they can't function without it, uh, or they start to have a porn problem. And 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 just where you know, and this is a mom I'm really answering the question to, but mom, your boys are going to be looking at porn. And so to help them with that, you need to have a man sit down and talk with them because it's every man's battle. Uh, that's just the way men are made. And let him have a very frank talk that you will always have a desire to look at porn, but you've got to limit it because it can damage you. And and you don't want that to happen and you don't want it to ruin you for for your future. So, you know, I I think it's anytime that you find that that negative patterns of interacting or engaging um, or addictions or, you know, where a, a child starts to feel a sense of anxiety or depression, that's where you're going to have to get help from a counselor. I hope this answers your question. It, it Hopefully giving you some directives to, to say, okay, this is why kids are excited about the phone. Here's some, at, that, that age at 14, I think, is a critical age where you say that now it's your responsibility. I'll help you pay, but I don't owe it to you. We're going to set some house rules. Here's some rules about what we're going to do from 8 to 10, 10 to 12, 12 to 14, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and let, me, let me mention another thing here. You know, one of my love languages is that I want to be invited to stuff. Now, I can assure you, I'm not going to show up. I don't have time. But I do want to be invited. And when you've got a child who's a middle school kid, let's say they're 10 or 11 years old, you know how kids invite other people? It's with a phone. And they get a text or they get a card or somebody sends them something and says, will you come to this? Will you be a part of that? If your child doesn't have a phone, they're not going to get that invitation. And I go, that would have damaged me to not be invited to something when I was 10 or 11 years of age. And there's a part of it where somebody says, well, it's ridiculous that kids should have phones. I I think it's ridiculous that we all live with these stupid phones in our hands all the time, you know, trying to make connections with the world. I'm not an anti-world kind of guy, but I do think it's ridiculous how much effort we put into, you know, all of it. And, but at the same time, I'm going, then, then we've got to help our kids with it if we do exactly the same thing. Anyway, I hope this helps. People always ask me about this teaching and training 
Uh, it's it's a big thing of what I talk about in seminars and conferences and radio. And if you've listened to our podcast for long, you've heard that as well, that, that one of the things I, I think you've got to switch from a teaching mode to a training mode. I've written a book called uh, Raising Teens in a Contrary Culture. And uh, I would encourage you to get that book. You can go to parentingtodaysteens.org and you can order that book and it will help you on, with this mindset of training up a child in the way they should go. Hey, it's been wonderful sharing with you today. You guys have a, a wonderful, wonderful week and we'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Parenting Today's Teens. For more information, visit parentingtodaysteens.org. And to learn more about Heartlight, visit heartlightministries.org. If this podcast has been helpful in your life and family, please share it or give us a quick rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Of course, you can listen to Parenting Today's Teens wherever you listen to podcasts. Join us back here on Monday for another great episode. We'll talk to you then.